but we did get new patrons. I don't know if I ever mentioned them. Dennis and Meredith are new patrons. I know Dennis. Dennis, you met Dennis. You guys both met Dennis. Dennis the oh, Menace. Maybe we did talk about that. We did. No, Dennis from Dennis, Brittany's cousin. Oh, no. I unplugged oh, yeah. my headphones. I was like, one ear is not working. Um, also, I wanted to mention the Patreon, too, because we, me and Jake put out a new Patreon episode for December on like we there were like two hours left of December and <laughs> I put that out and it's on um Jason Newstead and the real reason like why he left Metallica his perspective the band's perspective the whole fucking shebang and I have another Patreon episode that we're gonna record tonight that is about Tenacious D. Oh, I saw the article. Okay, okay cool. cool. Yeah, so we're gonna record that shortly. So if you like- want to be on Patreon, fucking get on Patreon. <laughs> it's five dollars a month. Patreon.com slash death by podcast team. Also, if you are a patron, I have a question. Do you guys get emails when we post new content? Because I thought you did, and Jake said that one of his friends was like, no, I never know when you guys put new shit out because like it doesn't send anything, but I thought it did. So then I started sending like group messages to everyone, and I don't know if that's annoying or not. Like I don't know <laughs> if you're getting two emails, so let me know, because every time someone tries to contact me, I'm fucking pissed. Unless... Who's trying to contact you? <laughs> Not me. No, oh, like just emails. Anybody <laughs> who texts like, me or emails me, I'm like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, when I told you to email me and it felt like sketchy oh, that I yeah. was like, hey, email me. Yeah, because Cassie, <laughs> Cassie's phone was busted as she told the story on a previous mini episode. And so she had to send it off and get, get a new, a new screen. screen and it was going to be gone for a week. So she said, email me if you need to contact me. And I and I sent her a message from the from the podcast email and said, <laughs> when you want a wreck Friday, maybe. And she said, this feels so cryptic, even though I it said exactly did. what I needed to say. No, but like coming from an email address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we haven't really gotten any any interesting messages well, for a long ass time from anybody. Rude. Everybody's been on a Christmas break. Except for this one spam message, which I thought was interesting because it's different than the... Well, but it's still asking like for talking about like loves, yeah. love interests. It's yeah, from Maria Wah. Um... And says, I apologize for the overly specific message. My girlfriend and I love each other. And nice. we're all great. But we, we need, need a man. <laughs> <laughs> we need a man. We're Dick's 24 the only years man old. Here. <laughs> we never get bored. And not only in talk. It sounds like they're bored if they need a man. <laughs> yeah, there's two of them. And yeah, they I'm surprised they don't hate each other Jake, yet. The man of the well, podcast at your service. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "We heard you could handle being in a room with two women for, <laughs> for, for multiple hours at a time and not being irritated." Would you like to uh, try it with us? So I thought that was a fun email. So thanks. They also have a podcast. <laughs> she didn't say that. If they had a podcast, they wouldn't be bored because they would have a ton of fucking work to do. <laughs> so many things to talk about, like we yeah. always do. Yeah. Well, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed Marilyn Monroe, parts one and two, which came out last month. This month, you get, wait, what day is it? Friday. Friday. I believe it is, oh, wait, it's still January. It's January the 23rd. Oh, shit. Wait, what am I? Every time you try to put, like, dates on things, it's wrong, I shouldn't do it. It comes out this week. Marilyn Monroe part two comes out this Wednesday. Okay. I need to just keep a calendar right in front of me at all times. (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) It comes out this Wednesday. Last Monday, I said it came out. Oh, well, whatever. Fuck you guys. Like, whatever. Whatever we decide, (laughs) like I said before. Jake? Yes. Who are we? People. 
What do we do? Podcast. <laughs> when? Every Monday or Wednesday, whenever we say. Right. But usually wrong. We're in charge. All right. Did you want to do your part now? Did you like our intro? <laughs> your intro was fine for me. <laughs> I mean, I will skip your part if you want me to. Oh, no. I'll do it when I'm ready. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Death by Music Podcast. I am Jake. Uh, and I'm here with Cassie and Alex, as always. And uh, I got another mini about piano duels. Yes. Classical a piano of, duels. A lot of pianists in, in this one. What? Pianists. Yeah. So anyways, I was looking for funny music stories. And one of the first links that popped up with the search terms was funny piano duels. And I was like, how could a piano duel be funny? Okay. Honestly, it sounds fucking boring. <laughs> uh, but I stumbled, it was, I stumbled upon this like classical music forum, which I didn't know forums yeah. were like really still a thing. And they isn't ha- that what Reddit is? I mean, I guess, but this is like a uh, 2006 style forum where Whatever. you get to like make a little banner in your signature and stuff, like deviant art signature. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> I pulled up this link, and it's by someone called flame horse and fact checked by alex hanton and there's seven classical piano duels but i think we're only going to do two of them uh do one of you guys want to read this sure all right let's start at number five number five and then we'll go down to number four so we've got your daniel seat belt seat belt Steebolt. Oh, I'm dyslexic. Wow. I was putting the the, the T on the end of the (laughs) Seat. What did I say? Seat belt. What did I say? Casablanca's California. Yeah, I was like, like, is that even a place? It was like Calabasas. Calabasas. (laughs) Calabasas. Wow. Anyway, this is Daniel Steetbelt. Steetbelt. Steetbelt versus Beethoven. (laughs) Is Beethoven less than 31 years old? Then he can still hear himself play. Don't challenge him. If only seatbelts. <laughs> if okay. seatbelts foresight. Just call him seatbelt. It's fine. Daniel seatbelts <laughs> foresight had been clear as our hindsight. He's referred to as the most unvirtuous virtuoso, well known during his day for spreading false rumors, cheating, stealing money from concert receipts, sleeping with married women, and among other things, telling everyone he met, even announcing before and after his concert recitals that Beethoven was a hack performer and was scared of him. Hmm. Sounds like he's trying to start a fight. Yeah, he's beefing. He want to like talk the, about mothers. It's like the MGK Eminem feud. Oh, no. All over again. <laughs> Beethoven, for his part, really didn't care what Steetbelts had to say <laughs> until Steetbelt finally woke up the nerve to challenge him to a duel. <laughs> Not a gun one, you know, a piano. That I would guess. have been so funny if like, <laughs> like Beethoven showed up bring with his your piano and he had his music and then Seatbelt just shot him in the neck. <laughs> Sounds like a whitest kids you know sketch. This happened in May 1800 when Steetbelt traveled to Vienna for the sole purpose of beating Beethoven at his own with game. With the butt Checkers. <laughs> um, the question asked most often in history class was, what the hell was he thinking? Wow. I didn't learn about this and I took music history. They met at the house of Kant von Fries, who was a patron of and fan of the arts, especially music, and liked Beethoven's irrescible irascible <laughs> what is that word irascible okay i don't know um he liked beethoven what can i say he therefore favored him over his steep belt but rooted for both fairly as the rest of the audience about 100 people mostly the count's entourage oh as did so everybody was 
trying to be fair, but they like Beethoven because yeah. he's a bigger name. Who is Steve Belt anyway? I mean, he might not have been a bigger name at the time. Have they you ever heard of Daniel Steve That's now. <laughs> this is, this is probably why yeah, we remember Beethoven's been, uh, name and not the other guy. Yeah. Because Beethoven kicked his ass. So he's the <laughs> only one who keys. lived on in infamy. Maybe. So the duel took place according to traditional conventions. The first round was whatever piece the performer wanted to play by anyone, and thus the performers chose the most technically difficult piece they knew. Beethoven had played a sonata by Mozart. State Belt played one by Haydn. The second round was a two-piano contest of alternating improvis- improvisations on <laughs> themes. Improvisations. <laughs> on themes each performer would give the other, making up themes on the spot. Beethoven soundly won. The- so it's like a rap battle, but with keys. Well, no, yeah. it's a, it's a pi- well, it's a piano What's duel. What's that show called? Uh, Whose line? Where they shout yeah. out a theme and then you have to just act it out. They were doing that, but with piano. True. Um, the third and final round was the most important for testing the true genius of each performer. Each performer would sight read a new piece written by the other performer. Ew. <laughs> um, Steve Belt went first playing Beethoven's brand new piano sonata in B flat major. Um, op 22. Uh, he did well enough, garnering a good amount of applause after his improvisations. The Count claims to have seen Beethoven roll his eyes at the applause, as what I have done. <laughs> the Steve Belt tried to trip Be- Be- Beethoven. <laughs> Beethoven up by giving him a new cello sonata for cello and piano. This was a breach of rules, technically, but Beethoven wasn't about to win on a technicality, so he took the score of music, not his score score he took the score mm. turned it upside down on the music rack and sight read it backward and then improvised one on uh, then improvised one of its themes for about 30 minutes wow Good grief steve belt was thoroughly <laughs> destroyed and he didn't wait for beethoven to finish he just walked out and never met with <laughs> beethoven again what a sore loser well he was a sore bitch before he even started right. anyway he's like, like i hate this guy let me take him down it's like when that when that guy uh connor mcgregor got his ass beat mm-hmm. after talking all that shit mm-hmm. it's the same thing this okay. one is lewis marshall versus a johann sebastian bach can you say his name like that every time marshall <laughs> the story marchand like you called him i lewis. think it's marchand oh. yeah he's <laughs> french <laughs> okay so this story has been recounted by most of Bach's biographers and told and retold with more and more embellishments. The most authoritative biography of him is by Philip Spitta. <laughs> Spitta! That's a cool last name. Who tells the story as follows. <laughs> in September 1717, Bach had become well-known throughout Europe and was the greatest keyboard performer in Germany. He was not well-known for or admired for his compositions as the Baroque movement was going the way of the dodo and Bach wrote an extremely heavy, robust, meat-and-potatoes Baroque style. Have you ever been to a Baroque church? No, but I've been to a rich one. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. If it ain't Baroque, don't fix, fix it. it. Have you? Is that uh, why you're yeah. asking me that? Yeah, yeah they're what, fucking it, nuts. Yeah, castles they are and insane shit. Baroque churches. I thought you were going to say bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they take all saying. that church money and they do stuff with it. You're supposed to give it to the hungry, not the well, they, they didn't. You gotta make a cool church. <laughs> well, like, we hungry for some peaks. Okay. <laughs> Are you okay? Tonight? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I feel bad because we recorded like a sad one before. I didn't know you had all this energy. <laughs> well, you wouldn't want me reading the sad one like this. No. People would have been not. like, what is wrong with her? She has no empathy. Okay, so Louis Marshall was equally equally well known throughout Europe as an outstanding French organist and keyboard performer 
and when he heard the tales about Bach's virtuosity, he traveled to Germany with the express purpose of meeting and defeating Bach. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. That's what Ric Flair said. <laughs> okay. So <Woo>. Bach worked <laughs> in, is it Weimar? Yeah. Weimar at the time. <laughs> and when they met, Frederick II, the king of Prussia, who was a huge fan of Bach's music, organized a little harpsichord playoff. Fuck yeah, I love a harpsichord. Just a little one. So Bach arrived first early in the morning before anyone else to warm up and stretch his fingers. Marshall walked into the palace and heard these warming up exercises, turned around and walked out, got in his carriage and returned to France. He never went. To <laughs> He's like, no, this guy's just warming up. My little fingies hurt. I gotta go. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> what a bitch. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I like it. Well, let's see how much time we have. Maybe the rest yeah, of these are funny. We got to at least do a. Uh Mozart, because we, we did the Mozart episode. Yeah, we did the episode. Mozart versus Muzio Clementi. On Christmas Eve, 1781, Clementi and Mozart met at the court of Franz Joseph II. <laughs> they were amiable at the time, mm-hmm. not bitter rivals, and Clementi's skill at the keyboard was such that he was able to hold his own with Mozart all the way to the end. And that's a first this time. Uh, the emperor called it a draw. They were both required to improvise variations on a theme the emperor devised on the spot, and Clementi managed to draw equal element or equal amounts of applause. Both improvised fugues, waltzes, variations in major and minor. I believe it's fueges. Oh, the fueges! My bad. So <laughs> Mozart and Clementi both agreed afterward that Mozart had won, but these were dubious statements since Clementi was just being polite. Oh my God, what a little bitch. And was his nature. Um, and Mozart did not like Italians in <laughs> Wow. Just spell it out for us. Why don't you? Never heard a more relatable statement. Oh my God. <laughs> just kidding. So, he considered them terrible at music. He wrote to his father, Clementi plays well. As far as his execution with the right hand goes, his greatest strength lies in his passes or passages and thirds. Apart from that, he doesn't have a cruiser's worth. Cruiser's worth of taste of feeling. What does that mean? Um, what does that say? You're, you're- Swedish? That was, <laughs> is that a, a Swedish German word? word? No, it's true. <laughs> Why did I sound like the pigs from Shrek is what you're asking. It sounded like the uh, Swedish Kreutzer chef. is a coin, so he doesn't have like a, oh. di- a dime's worth of talent. He said oh, it, so he, go ahead and he, he can do point. it, but he doesn't have like the emotive of He doesn't have a coin's worth of taste or feeling. Yeah. yeah. In short, he's a mere mechanics robot. Mozart wrote later, Clementi is a charlatan like all Italians. He marks a piece <laughs> presto, but only plays allegro. What a bitch. So he, did you hear that insult that he said, though? He said, Clementi plays well as far as execution with the right hand goes. So he's saying that all he does is jerk off all day. That's how I interpreted it. He's oh, like, he's real good with it's his It's very right. strong. You know They're piano players. He's like, he's real good with his right hand. Well, you, uh, you know what? They were all into that scatological humor back yeah, then. I would him. not put it past Mozart to say something it's like, like that. It's like an underhanded comment. And it's, uh, I, I, I like the, uh, the, I like how he hit it in there because I did not catch that. I, 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 I think I might have caught it in the back of my brain. It yeah, just didn't come out. Psychologically, you're like, like, oh yeah. yeah. What if like, he was left-handed right though? <laughs> Poor guy. Clementi, <laughs> 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 yeah. How do left-handed people jerk off? They're like, it's a stranger. I don't even know him. <laughs> <laughs> Clementi, for his part, has to say this about <laughs> Oh, jeez. Until I had mm. never heard anyone play with such spirit and grace, I was particularly overwhelmed by an adagio and several of his other exempt 
extempore. Ex- extempore. Extempore variations, which the emperor had chosen the theme and which was or which were to devise alternately. Who cares, so guy? You lost. Like, he just, no, he said something nice. He said he was I was overwhelmed. He did a really great job. He's a great player. And Mozart was like, yeah, he's a little bitch. And all he does is jerk off all day. And I beat his ass. Like because he didn't like Italians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's messed uh, up. That's fine. Uh, Maybe we should do some more of these next week. Sure. I mean, do y'all give a up. fuck? We can keep going. Some of these, got, these are pretty funny. Got another Beethoven one Two here. Two of these are pretty long. and Yeah, let's do the other Beethoven one. Um, All right. Well, well we, we, we did three. How many are in here? Uh, nine? Seven. 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 Let's just do... We did three. Let's do the next ones next week. All right. Cool. Well, you these guys are getting a, a part two mini. Wait, I... I just love like yeah we've never done a two part mini before but I love these have we not maybe we haven't um, I don't the know. classical ones you always forget how fucking funny they are they're so entertaining and I was like looking at these and I was like maybe I don't know if somebody's writing about it two hundred years later it must be at least interesting right their piano duel so I'm glad we did that one because that was pretty good yeah speaking of which if you guys haven't listened to the Mozart episode go listen to that because that one was super fun that was like your favorite hands down my favorite episode we've ever done it was yeah, great it was good um very fun we gotta do more composers I thought we had one on the list for this year but maybe the we, list. No, we, we were supposed to but you didn't put one in no there is one there is hang on Who I'll pull it? it up I'll pull it up because I was writing them down so I wasn't like missing um beep up beep up I don't know. It's John not... Baptiste Lully. That's yeah. right. We oh, do have okay. someone. Yes, you take that back. Uh, all right. <laughs> Bye. Rest in peace. Later. Death by Music podcast is written and produced by Victoria Motler, Alex Motler, Cassie Gardner, and Jake.